conversation between your fingers and someone else's skin is the most important conversation you can ever have. Lane Thomas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Healing Your Own Pain. Today's podcast is called Touching is Healing. My name is Greg. I'm an expert-level MFR therapist and owner of Glen Ellen Myofascial Release, an in-person and online treatment center for pain relief, injury rehabilitation, and physical and emotional healing. On a wall in my treatment room, I have a painting of the prodigal son. I have it there to remind me that my work, my honor, really, is to love whoever shows up at my door. And I do it as the father in the painting does, by placing my hands on whomever comes, whatever their condition, however they show up, and give them my love. Because in the end, it's not the various methods or techniques I use, though they help. It's more, I think, that I touch them in their wounded places and let a power greater than me do the rest. Here's the truth about pain that needs reminding. Pain is not a mistake, and you didn't do anything wrong. It's natural, normal. It's a part of life. We are analog beings living in a digital world, meaning your online digital avatar may have no pain. It's not alive. But your real analog body does. It comes with being alive. And there's no way to immunize yourself against pain. It's an intrinsic part of life and a part of joy. You can't have one without the other. When we have a wound or sore or restriction anywhere in the body, the normal reaction is to avoid it, ignore it, try to make it go away if we can. And if that doesn't work, we reach for over-the-counter meds. If it still won't go away... We go see someone to make it go away. The last thing we do, if at all, is to surrender to it, get close to it, hold it tenderly like you would a a young child who came to you with an owie, some hurt place. And when we finally see someone for our pain, there are two of us going. The one who's hoping for the blue pill cure, make it go away now and Don't make me see or feel the truth of it. And then there's the other part of us that seeks the deeper or real healing that is the red pill therapy. The one where the shaman holds your hand on that wounded place and asks you to feel it. The first way is a distraction, a sleight of hand or magic trick. The second is the miracle of the shared wound. If you have ever shared a long-held secret, something you may have felt shame about or couldn't forgive yourself for. There was something in the sharing that eased your pain, your suffering. Carl Jung said that what we keep hidden or unconscious will rule our life, and we will call it fate. I think the same is true about physical pain. The sharing makes it conscious. All mothers, whether animal or human, instinctually know or touch their child's wounded places, whether by holding, licking, or kissing the hurt place. After a few minutes, the pup or child runs off to play healed, 
These are everyday miracles we take for granted. So much so that several clients tell me that the main reason they come to see me is that their doctors never touch them anymore. Physical exams are going the way of the VCR, and doctor visits now average just 13 minutes. Where once you were touched, palpated, heart and lungs listened to, today the doctor's assistant takes the tests on a digital device before you even see the doctor. And the doctor comes in, quickly asks you a series of questions that are entered into the laptop. If asked, he'd tell you that the test will tell him more about your insides than a physical exam. And yet I'm amazed that they are unaware that this behavior, what it does to patients, maybe it's an outgrowth of COVID-era telehealth phenomenon, but humans still need and are literally starving for human touch. Historically, all healers knew and did this. When we are touched, the, ba- the brain releases oxytocin, which increases your feeling of well-being and reduces fear and anxiety. Alternately, touch starvation leads to increased heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing rate. Conditions like diabetes, asthma, anxiety, and sleep deprivation worsen. Extended touch starvation can cause PTSD. When a doctor refuses to touch you, somewhere your body registers the rejection, no matter what you're told. On the other hand, I've participated in alternative health fairs where it seems all the healing modalities were off the body. Whether it was energy work, Reiki, Akashic records, shamanic healing, sound therapy, the patient wasn't touched and they were not asked what they needed. At first, I thought I didn't fit in, offering free 10-minute hands-on MFR sessions. And so I was surprised to see a line of people forming, just waiting to be touched in their wounded places. After five hours exhausted, I was forced to stop. I didn't need any more proof of the value of physical touch. I mean, really, even Jesus didn't hold his hands over a sufferer's chakras. He touched them, even the lepers. It works like this. Whether in the mind or body, emotional or physical, like any living thing, when we are hurt or wounded, there's an instinctual impulse to guard or protect, even curl up into a ball. And as above, so below meaning inside the body curls up in the form of fascial layering around the wounded place. Pain relievers, muscle relaxers, even antidepressants don't change or affect this condition at all. They merely numb the brain receptors that experience pain. In other words, it distracts us. Don't look at that stab wound over there. Look at the fluffy bunny over here. A painful restriction in the body is an energy dam. Some physical or emotional event or repeated events cause the fascial network to tighten or thicken in some area. The body instinctively finds a workaround to minimize the increasing pain of the restriction. We usually ignore it until we can't. And when we see something, then we see someone. 
A good MFR therapist is a red pill therapist. When they place their hands on your wounded place, they're taking you by the hand and leading you back to the scene of the crime. It's okay. I'll come with you. Most of us won't go alone and often don't know the way, since where you experience a symptom is almost never the origin of the pain. That's why we need a skilled guide, someone who will take us there and firmly yet gently hold us in the fire until the seed is cracked open and the compressed energy is released. When that happens, the dam has burst and what was blocked flows to the rest of the hungry body. We can come home again and feel home again. Also, when this happens, that vacant or anxious look on our faces relaxes because we're now back. We awaken in our body as though from a dream. It's like coming out of a coma. We've been tethered to the body, but not in it. As long as we are living in a physical body, the only way to heal it is through the body. We can't think it or wish it or imagine it so. Touching yourself is a reminder that you are here, alive in the body. Being touched confirms it. It is well known that infants who are not touched in the first year of life fail to thrive, lose weight, and can even die. This need never changes. To be touched affirms our being. I think the greatest gifts, miracles really, often go unrecognized. The air we breathe, blood flowing in our veins, the sun rising tomorrow. When you ask someone what brings them joy, you may hear something like a walk in nature, or listening to my favorite music, or being with friends or family. People long for, fight for, and spend their lives searching for what? For what brings them back to a feeling, the feeling of joy. And we always knew that it can't be bought, but it can be felt. Often, the way back is through pain. It seems that we can't have joy any other way, just as we can't have light without shadow. And we may need help to find and feel the hurt that's blocking our joy. When you're ready, I can walk the way back with you. You can find me at my website, glennellenmfr.com. And as always, my friends, I wish you well on your healing journey.